Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl? twice in a week. And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. I just, I just want to get right into it. There's no special uh, introduction. I want to just pick this up like as it's a regular show just between me and Turk. Because really, it's just me and Turk right now. Mrs. Turk. Mrs. Turk. Min. So, it took a little coercion. Uh, and now your kids in the background watching us. Are Can't you ready? Can't go anywhere without them. Can't go anywhere right. without them. Uh, and we have another special guest host today. The third Turk. The third Turk. The third Turk. Young Why, who's Keys. the second Turk? You're the second Turk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who's the second Turk? Okay. I don't even know where to start. Uh, how old were you when you got married? 29. You were 29 when you got married? Mm-hmm. I was a little older. Oh. Right? At least I consider a little older. Yeah, no, but that's perfect. That's like major transition. So you were yes. married at 29. And how long before uh, or after you got married did you have or... Get pregnant with Ethan. Um, so I gave birth three weeks before I turned 31. Really? So I got t- married at 29. I turned 36 months later. And then a couple of months after that, I found out I was pregnant. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Anthony. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you got you got pregnant at 30. And was it was it something that you were expecting or was it something that just kind of No, it was definitely an unexpected surprise. Um we had just bought the house and I had just I hadn't even started a job. I had accepted an offer on my job, on oh, my wow. current job. And so I was thrilled about that, you know, and here I was, the new girl, pregnant. So I kind of I don't want to say I hit it, but you know, the first couple of weeks you don't you don't tell anybody until right. you've figure out everything's okay with the pregnancy and when I did everybody was very accepting of it but it was awkward on my part here I was the new girl I was trying to prove myself I wanted to start a new career or not a new career but advance my career and yet I felt like I was being held back now because of the pregnancy now is that is that like a a societal pressure is that just like because of how in the workplace pregnancy is viewed I think it's more of a societal pressure I work at an all-girls school so I it was I mean, for us, it's... They know it's going to happen. They know it's going to happen. I mean, in, in education, and especially a lot of women work in education, so we have a lot of pregnant women there, and it's, you know, I work with a house full of women. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. literally a house full of women. Um, <laughs> and so they were all thrilled, uh, but I think it is societal pressure. Do you think it it hindered you from advancing further or, or doing anything with your job? Yes. So I heard an episode, um, I think... Anthony was talking about the kids and what the kids have done for him career-wise. And he said that he, if, for him, it had motivated him to move uh, forward, to progress mm-hmm. in his career. I feel like for me, it's held me back. And I think this is an issue with a lot of mothers, you know, moms stay home. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard of women who've graduated law school who were successful lawyers or doctors, and they've put their careers on hold to become full-time moms. Yeah. And it's usually, it's more common with the women than it is for the man. Yeah. And so with us, I feel like for me, I take, and I don't know if he's going to agree with this, I take the brunt of the of the raising of the kids while he concentrates on his career and progressing while I'm, okay, let's take the kids to the doctor, you know, I got to take a day off because the kids are sick or I pick up the kids, I drop off the kids. So a lot of that falls on me. And when you're not going to work as regularly as you should be, mm-hmm. as Anthony is, I think that kind of, or I can't stay the long hours. Yeah. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. put in overtime as much. Um, I can't take on the extra responsibilities. So is, I don't want to say is it been aspirational, but is being a stay-at-home mom something you've ever thought about? And if it is, is like something that you want or is it something that you kind of fear? Is that too, uh, deep? Is that too much? No. <laughs> I will not make a very good stay-at-home mother. No. Um, I am a much better mother uh, when I'm working. Mm. Um, to be a mother, you need a lot of patience. Yeah. And I've realized I don't have a lot of patience. <laughs> and so, yes, I'm definitely a lot 
uh, I'm a better mother as a working mother. Really? Um, I think finding the balance is key, and I haven't found that just yet. If mm-hmm. I stay home full time with my kids, I will go bonkers. Yeah. I love my job. I love my coworkers. Um, I like being out of the house. But of course, you know, there's demands on my work that take me away from my kids, and then there's my kids taking time away from my work. Sure. So it's trying to find the balance of how do I be a good mother and a good career woman. You think that'll change once they uh, are in school full time, or like? I don't know how the demands of that work. Yeah. You know, right now it's just dropping them off at school, picking them them picking them up. Then comes extracurricular activities, taking uh, them to yeah. dance, taking them to sports. Right. So again, it's that. I have to leave work early to take yeah. the kids or yeah. Yeah. So focusing back on on your career, like so where you work in nonprofit. Yes. What would be the next step for you? Do you feel like you're staying in nonprofit or do you make any type of lateral move? Not lateral. I hate I, I hate saying lateral moves because yeah. I want you to progress. But right. so I work at a school as I mentioned, mm-hmm. and I love working at a school. We get a lot of time off, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which is perfect when you have kids. Um, sometimes our vacation time coincides, so yeah. we'll go on vacation. Um, but even if I didn't have kids, I mean, I get a lot of time off yeah. and that in itself is a big part. Right. Um, plus I like being in education. You know, we all want to make a difference in somebody's lives. Mm-hmm. And while I don't make a, um, a direct impact, I think indirectly in the line of work that I'm working in, I get, I feel like I'm making some sort of an impact. So I work in fundraising. And um, we raise money for extracurricular activities to enhance the programs, mm-hmm. um, to give these girls opportunities that tuition alone would not pay for. Okay. And so I feel like I'm in some way impacting their education, the opportunities that they can have now and then later. Being being in that side of education, so it's kind of like financial aid, but then you also work in the programming. So it's not just paying for education. Well, it's paying for education, but like mm-hmm. all the outside things that are important in your education. Yes. Uh, I don't I don't know what that field is like. Like, what would be like the next step for you, like to grow uh, professionally? It would be to completely run the department. Okay. Right now, I'm um, I'm more of a uh, an advancement associate, so I do a lot of the party planning aspect of it. But it would be to basically run an office to make the to make the calls to be the big boss. I know you laughed at when I said that you're getting your life back, but you've you've been as long as Anthony's been on night shift, you've been pretty much like full time double parent kind of double duty. In a way, in a way, um, Anthony has been very. I hate saying helpful. This is an issue we always have. When he asks me, how can I help? And I get really angry at him and I say, you're not helping me. You're sharing in the responsibility of the household and of taking care of the kids. And right. it's like, you're getting into semantics. But I really want him to understand that it's he's not helping me. He's an actual partner an in all of this. Yeah. So helping means like he's doing me a favor, which he's not. But he did a lot of the, you know, he would do the cooking. He would do the, the grocery shopping. And the, all of that that used to fall on me mm-hmm. has was now on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that he was there to do that. Right. But there were days where he was so tired he wouldn't wake up when we'd come home. So cooking was still on me. The cleaning, mm-hmm. you know, the brunt of the cleaning is on me. Um, now I feel a little bit less stressed. Whereas before my life felt like I was in so much stress and there was so much tension. And now I think things have eased. And yeah, I do feel like my life, I got my life back. Where I don't feel bad saying, hey, can you pick up the kids after work so I can stay a little bit later? I've got an event going on. Or Because he has worked at the exact same hours. Yes. Yes. He can swing. I mean, he goes into work earlier because just because he can. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's, that's not possible anymore. So he can leave work early and pick up the kids, whereas I can't. Yeah. And I can finally go out with my girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's talk about that, going out with your girlfriends. How... Because we've talked about having kids, your life changes, priorities change. How are you balancing friendships now? I think it was a little bit more difficult in the beginning because my girlfriends, a few of my girlfriends didn't have friends. I mean, mm. uh, children. So the ones I was close with, close with didn't have children. And I don't think they fully understand. You know, they, they know once you have kids, you back off a little. Yeah. But I don't think they fully understand how it is. Yeah. And while they're okay with it, I felt like part of them blamed me or 
try to let me know that I needed to find a balance. It was okay to leave my children and go out with them. But I think until you become a mom, you don't truly know how it is to leave your kids and all the responsibilities that you have Mm -hmm. that you need to take care of before you even think about yourself. Yeah. And so, um, and part of that was me. There's women out there who are totally fine with saying, I need a break. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get to that point until later on. And I think that sometimes broke me down where I I felt guilty leaving my kids. Yeah. And then there came a point where I was, you know, Anthony always says this, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of the kids. And so I came to that realization a lot later than he did. For him, I feel like he never even... Um, he never even had that point where he had to come to that realization. He just knew from the beginning, from the get-go. Hmm. So for me, it took a long time. I mean, with Ethan, I was never, I've never been away from him. Mm-hmm. I had never been away from him. The first time I left him was when I got, I had to go to the hospital to have my second baby. Wow. <laughs> yeah, two and, and a half years later. And then you came back with another baby. And, and I, I came was- back with another <laughs> baby, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, first let's let's talk on on uh, Anthony's. He said that he struggled with accepting the fact that he was a father. So I feel like there is some like little, I, I guess it would be semantics or nuance in in the idea that him taking care of himself was more selfish and not accepting the fact that he has responsibilities, maybe, or the fact that he realized that he has to take care of himself in order to be the better father. I, I don't know. But for you, where where are you now with that? H- have you? Uh, changed? Have you made adjustments or have you been able to take more personal time? My new year resolution this year was to take better care of myself. Okay. I put the kids first, you know, and then I put Anthony before me. I put myself last. So this year I told myself, I'm going to do things for myself. And I did. In March, I went to San Diego with my girlfriends. That's right. I remember. Um, which was nice. It was a nice little quick getaway. Um, I've been trying to go, you know, do facials that hasn't been going very well, but <laughs> it's all right. Um, next comes exercise, which I, don't I, know if I struggle with that too. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that's something more for me or, you know, but I mean, the way, the way I played in my head is like, if, if I want to have kids, uh, it, obviously I haven't started yet. So it's going to take me a while. So I need to be around for a while. So mm-hmm. I need to start taking care of myself. That's the way I, I, I mean, it doesn't change anything. I still don't do much, but that's how yeah, I try to justify it in my head. I think having kids, you, you try to improve yourself just so, and this is kind of morbid, but death is always on my mind when you have kids. Why? Just because, you know, before I was like, oh, if I die, I die. Now it's like, <laughs> don't take me, God, please don't take me. And I don't know. I think other mothers feel that way. The girlfriends I have, I talk to. Yeah. You know, I had a girlfriend who's terrified now of driving on the freeway. Wow. Especially with her kids because she always thinks she's going to get into a car accident and die. Okay. And that's how it is. It's like every day you try to stop yourself, stop your kids from killing themselves. Yeah. Or you're worried that something's going to happen to your kid. I get that. I get that. And part, part of me is just like, okay, well, if you think it's so much, it's probably going to happen. You know, that whole speaking into existence. <laughs> so so in all that, you need to control your thoughts <laughs> is what I I'm know. trying to say. Yeah, I'm a paranoid mother. I will admit that. I am a paranoid mother. Yeah, I don't think – I'm pretty sure my parents are paranoid, uh, but I also was a very sickly child. Mm. But then again, you know, I don't know who made me lunch. Uh, it was either – might have been my dad. It might have been my dad. He made me lunch every day in first grade, peanut butter and jelly. And then a year later, they find out I'm allergic to peanuts. Oh. And that's why oh, I was, I was, pro- no. oh, whoops. <laughs> I was just sick every day, all the time. <laughs> For that. Yeah, it was probably <laughs> that. But, you know, the, you live and learn. Yes, and you do your best. Yeah, exactly. So other than, uh, you know, changing your thought process to be more positive thoughts, what else are you doing to take care of yourself? Like, what is that balance? Is it putting more time towards your career for like... I don't, I don't want to call it self-worth. I really don't know how to categorize these things. But like for you, what's, what's the priority as in, in far as? I think right now it's mental health. Mental health? Because your kids are such a drain. I mean, you love them to death. They are your everything, but they are such a drain. Yeah. And, and for context, how old are they? Uh, four, soon to be four. He's super excited about his birthday party. I mean, super. <laughs> all he talks about is his birthday party. Um, and 18 months. 18 months. And the, well, obviously the, the, the three-year-old is walking and the 18 month is also running around crazy too. 
That's so insane. they're terrorizing my house right now. <laughs> yeah. We had to stop the show and uh, Turk came out here. And I wouldn't say he was stressed, but there was a little uh, concern well, in his voice. There was a little perspiration on his brow. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say the kids behave much better with him than they do with me. Because well, he pays me, them. Complete- <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he pays them. He bribes them. Yeah, I almost ate the chicken. Right. <laughs> it was giving a hundred dollars. <laughs> but let's just say he never acts upon it. Uh. And I keep telling him, stop making promises. You can't keep up. Well, I was wondering, what did you want to be before you had the kids? Like, what was your career oh, goal, your question. game plan? Yeah. I majored in psychology in school, and I mm. thought I would go in that path. Um, I applied to grad school. I applied to one grad school. I don't think I ever took it seriously. And when I didn't get in, I just decided to try something else. And I kind of fell into fundraising and the education. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. I loved that every year is the same thing, but every day it's different. Interesting. So, so it's like you know what to expect, but you get enough variety. Yes. I mean, you've got the same thing, you know, send out your first appeal, second, send out your second appeal. You've got an event. You've got this. But it's always somehow different. The stress is different. The things are different. The people I work with are amazing. And not just my coworkers, but the parents I work with. I work with a lot of volunteers. And I'm just always inspired by them. It's these women who, you know, they can either be stay-at-home moms or they're full-time working moms. And they somehow manage to make the time to come back to their kids' school to contribute somehow, some way. So to me, it's inspiring because my mom never did that. Mm. And... So uh, I'm hoping that once Ethan, you know, really gets going into school, that I'll be that way too. Were you were you first gen? Here? Uh, either either first gen college or first gen uh, American. Not first gen American. College. My mom had a little bit of college, but okay. I don't think she graduated. Okay. All right. I was just curious to see how that kind of played into your into your story. I mean, I was sent off to school to get married, basically. In their eyes? Yeah. So you getting a degree was just kind of a consolation yeah. prize. And when I told them I wanted to continue my master's, not just, not, I don't think it was my family, more of extended family saying, well, you have your bachelor's, why do you need a master's? Because hmm. I'm a girl. Mm. I had my ma- bachelor's, that was enough for them. Yeah. Hmm. Was there was there any issues with uh, the fact that Anthony's not Armenian? I think in the beginning there was, or maybe I made it out to be more so in my head. And you guys talked about this in the first couple of episodes of yeah, how my I mean, dad that's... accepted it. And he thinks my dad is not, how did he phrase it? I can't remember. It was so early on that my, my, I thought my dad would have the biggest issue with it. Okay. And Anthony was over at my house one, t- one day having lunch and my dad was away. And so um, my dad comes home. We didn't know he was going to be home early and finds Anthony having lunch with us. And oh, your mom was there too? My mom was there. Oh, okay. My mom was there. Mm-hmm. My grandma was there. My brother was there. Oh, Everybody wow. except for my dad. <laughs> so he felt betrayed. Okay. Yeah, and I know. Right. You know, when he came, I was expecting a complete... I don't know what I was expecting, but... My, and my dad is such a sweetheart. My dad is the he nicest is. man. Such a nice man. So I don't know what I was expecting. But he was completely, you know, welcoming to Anthony. Yeah. Sat down, had a beer with him, even till this day. Anthony doesn't think my dad is very, um, not accepting, warm. I don't know what the word would be. But my dad loves Anthony. And I tell Anthony all the time, my dad is trying to to impress you or I don't know what it is. Like, my dad is a smart guy. Sometimes he asks these questions and I'm like, dad. You know the answer to that. Why are you dumbing yourself down? And I think it's just because he wants to start a conversation with Anthony. And he doesn't know how else to do that. Yeah. So it's Anthony that's the standoffish one that's hard. Yeah. (laughs) And you know how Anthony can be. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's, and we were just talking about this, how I I knew him in a completely different light and capacity uh, in college than you did, obviously. Yes. Right. Because he wanted to impress you for different reasons and he wanted to impress me, obviously. We we think. But, but you are um, always on his mind now. I have to. Tell you. Oh, look at that! Yeah, I mean, every time I look over at his phone, it's Randy again. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some of your attention here? How does that make you feel? <laughs> Do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You put it out there. It's totally fine. Oh gosh, it's totally fine. I know I invade your guys's uh, space for at least uh, what good twenty hours a month. <laughs> which is it is, just twenty? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've calmed it down. We've calmed it down. We were far more efficient than we were two years ago. Yes, with our time. I remember your planning meetings. And, and we your tried recording to, sessions. Yeah. <laughs> and then six hours later, all right. Yeah. We're gonna start now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So going back. So going back to your dad. Your dad liked Anthony. It seemed almost immediately. You didn't think there was gonna be any, or you you thought there was gonna be more issues. At what point in time were you comfortable with the idea of like? Anthony's it for you? I think for me it was early on. I mean, we dated five years before he proposed. And then we got married a year after that. I'm older than Anthony. So I had graduated college. I had gotten my job. And Anthony was still in college. And then he wanted to go. Actually, he didn't know what he wanted to do. He had a few different ideas of what he wanted to do. Then he finally decided, okay, I'll go into brewing. Went and got his certification. And then even after that, he was like, well, I got to get a job. I got to do this. I got to do that before he wanted to settle down. Yeah. And so I was ready, but I knew I could not push. I knew I had to just take my time. Okay. You know, he's got to do his thing. He's got to come into the realization on his own that I'm the girl for him. Okay. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, he's, he t- it took, what, two years to figure out, you know, I'm a dad, bro. He's been here for like 18 months right. already. Like you are. <laughs> yes. He struggles, I think, till this day of being a father. I think his time management skills suck. <laughs> he wants to do anything and everything. Yeah. I mean, he'll plan our day like we don't have kids. I mean, we probably mm. couldn't even do it if we didn't have kids. But he's he overextends himself. He thinks he's going to get so much done in one day where I'm like, we'll be lucky if we just get if we could go to Costco and come back. <laughs> um, but he just he wants to do it all and he always has been this way ever since college I've known him. He wanted to do it all. You know, he wanted he wanted to try, you know, he's magazine. Oh yeah. President of his fraternity. Yeah. Research and this and that. I was like, you're spreading yourself thin mm-hmm. and you're not concentrating on one thing and you're just gonna suck at it all. Mm-hmm. And that's what he ended up kind of understanding later on was that he needs to put his focus on into one area yeah. to make it good before he can move on to something else. So and that's how I feel like it is with him being a father. <laughs> he just wants to do so much. Yeah. Let him tell it. He's successfully doing it all, you know. Um, so it's funny to hear that from you. I think in his head he's trying really hard. No, no, no. He's he's in practice. He is trying really hard. In his head, he is successfully doing it. Oh and- yes. Well, that yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But he has to understand he's got a wife who's trying to support him and right. all of that he does. So that's why I wanted to narrow in on, on your support. So what was it like going through when he didn't have the job? Because you guys, I remember, I remember he was unemployed and I remember being at the house. So you guys already lived here. I think you guys were already married and he didn't have a job. What was that like to start like your marriage of him just not having a job? Um, oh, it was when I was on maternity leave. Ethan was four months old. I was on maternity leave. Oh, he was there too. He just, he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't take the current job he was in. And he just, you know, randomly one day asks me like, what would happen if I quit my job? And I said, I think we would be okay. I mean, we have a savings. And then boom, he just did it. Yeah. And then boom, he just did it. I thought <laughs> we were just, you know, hypothetically right. talking about this. And one day he's like, oh, I quit. I was like, what? <laughs> and when you're on maternity leave, yeah, we had an income, but I'm not getting my full pay. Right. I think it was like 60%. Oh, shit. Only 60? Okay, oh, but wow. it was just, yeah, you're not getting your full pay. I was like, can't you wait another month when I go back? But he told me he had to quit his job in order for him to fully focus on looking for another job. Yeah. And so he put his resume together and he was, I have to hand that to him. Once I went back to work, he was full-time watching Ethan, mm-hmm. which a lot of dads struggle with. Yeah. I know a lot of dads wouldn't do. Um, and he was doing a fantastic job of it. And so he was constantly, you know, applying to jobs and he was working with recruiters. Yeah. And I looked at his resume. I remember I was like, you need to change your resume. That just does not look professional. He's like, are you kidding me? I looked it up and I copied it off. Are you talking about the orange one? Yes. (laughs) He had an orange resume? Well, his name was in orange. Oh, Oh, but there's um, other things. He had his high school education all the way up at the top of the resume. And I was like... (laughs) Or even your, you know, your education. I was like, unless you went some to a really prestigious school in high school, is like, or graduated high recently. School, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. even high school. I was like, I don't think it should be all the way at the top. I think you need to. Yeah. And so he didn't believe me until a recruiter told him, like, 
what are you doing? You need to fix your resume. Yeah. <laughs> so I think once he worked with that recruiter, fixed his resume up, he started getting, you know, phone calls. Yeah. Well, what was it like for you during that time? It was nice to have a husband who was at home for a little bit yeah. to cook the dinner when I came home yeah. to take care of the kid. So you weren't like stressed about like him not having a job or anything or like you knew it was only temporary? I knew it was only temporary, but I think once we hit the third week mark, I kind of started getting nervous and mm. he kept telling me, you know, it's going to take time. Yeah. Which you understand. I mean, it does take time to find a good job. Right. But I was nervous. I mean... You know, here we are on one income now. Mm -hmm. um, yes, we have a savings, but how long is that really going to last? Right. It, thankfully, it didn't last long. I think it was four weeks later he found a job. Okay. Um, so we got lucky in that area. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like you guys have been pretty favored since you guys have gotten married, finding this house, him finding, you know, his, uh, how to phrase it? His say, groove. Yeah, finding his, his groove with his career. And, and in the last four years, he's made exponential growth. Yes. So yeah. with with that, like, what, what what does that leave you? You know, like, do you want to, I guess, you know, when the kids are you know, a little older, you can focus more on career or is that something you're trying to do now? Or is that, like, how, how does I that work? I struggle with that. Okay. I don't know yet. I mean, ask me five years ago, I would have told you I wanted to be in a higher position than I am currently. Okay. Um, at this point in my life, I'm comfortable which I probably shouldn't be, but with two kids, with all the pressure of being a mom and the time constraints, I'm good where I am. I can leave my job at the end of the day and come home and not think about it, not check my email. Mm -hmm. not, I'm not plugged in to my work. When I'm gone, I'm gone. When I'm on vacation, I'm mm -hmm. on vacation. I've learned a long time ago, I'm putting my phone down. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not checking in to work. Whereas Anthony is still kind of plugged in we go on vacation he'll answer email he'll answer text if there's an emergency you know he's on call like he'll he'll make the phone call to see what's going on me i'm done mm -hmm. <laughs> i walk out those doors at 5 p.m i'm done yeah and i understand for him to to progress the way he needs to where he wants to be and that's that's how he needs to be yeah so for me i'm okay where i am in five years from now Again, from it's hard to say yeah. where I want to be. Okay, well let's change let's change the question. This is something I always forget to ask and want to ask people, especially in our age range. At what point in time or do you ever walk away from like a career or working? Uh, I guess, you know, the, the proper phrase would have been retirement, but I don't think that's really gonna apply for our generation. No. So I have been in fundraising and in, in education for over ten years now. I absolutely love the first school I was at. The community was fantastic. My boss was incredible. She became more of a mentor, um, a friend than anything else. Once she left, things started changing. Mm. And so I knew I needed to leave. Okay. I think it's, and, and Anthony will probably speak to that too. Once you come to a point where mentally you just can't do it anymore, mm -hmm. where it's dragged to wake up and to go to work, yeah, is when you know you need to leave. I mean, there was a point where... I called my girlfriend who, who owned a crepe studio and I was like, will you please hire me? <laughs> really? I mean, it would be a total downgrade, obviously, in yeah. income. But I, had, I was done. Mentally, I was done. I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm. And so I started at this new job. And I was, I mean, the first time I stepped on campus, it was, I was like, I need to get this job. Really? The, inter the first interview I had with the women, it was incredible. And I told Anthony, I was like, if I don't get this job, I'm just going to, I'm going to break down and cry. Oh, I think I'm just going to make crepes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that too. I would have begged my girlfriend to hire me. Um, but yeah, you need to walk away when I think mentally you can't do it anymore. This is something me, me and Anthony talk about often, which is uh, ha having our own businesses. And last year he did pretty well. He matched his income with his side business. And I, you know, I kind of urged him to like, what are you doing? Continuing to work for the man when you can just go full time in this. And anyway, we've had that conversation and for him, it's like a pride issue. Um, he wants the validation of saying he did it the corporate way and then go do it his own way. So to set up what I'm trying to ask, say he he, he reaches his goal and he decides to go full-time self-employed. Do you see yourself joining and like having a family business or would you no. always want to do so? <laughs> <laughs> that was a quick no. <laughs> I can't work with Anthony. Why? You think as husband and wife we would work well together? 
I don't know. Well, I think because he never shuts off, then that would be the issue. I mean, I I have to hand it to those to those people who work together. Mm -hmm. Like we have a husband and wife at at our school. They live together. Obviously, they commute together. They work together. They have lunch together. It's like that's a lot of time together. Right. (laughs) Um, I don't even understand what Anthony's doing as a side business. Quite honestly, in order for me to I don't either join his business. I like doing my own thing. I like having my own thing. I know Anthony has always been like, let's do this together. Let's go hiking together. I feel like he wants me always next to him in his life. That's cute. That's very sincere. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's do things apart, too. <laughs> it's healthy to do things, you know. Like, just because I don't like to hike doesn't mean you can't go hiking by yourself. Right. I remember you he know? took Ethan one time. Yeah. Um, I've been hiking once with him. That was yeah. enough. We do it once a year on Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, have your own thing and I'll have my own thing and then we'll have our own thing together. Why does it have to be like his interest? Like he takes me to Comic-Con. <laughs> Comic-Con with so, two kids. So you can't you can't see right. her facial expression right now. But <laughs> if, if I, man, if I was thinking we would have had a great gift right now. Right. I was <laughs> <laughs> that was. That was a lot of fun. Two years in a row, though, right? No, we did it just last year. He couldn't get tickets for this year. Oh, I thought you did it two oh. years ago last year, and then you... No, he this. really... He wanted this year to happen, but it didn't happen. I remember you were pretty stoked about that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't... I don't understand the I appeal. I bad, but... He was so excited to be standing in lines. So I was just like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. I mean... Not to knock anybody who's, you know, who loves this thing, but yeah, I, I didn't just, understand. It's just not my bad. It's just mm-hmm. not my thing. I mean, six hours in line to, no. Get a toy. <laughs> yeah. And he was so thrilled. He kept texting me like, one of the days on Saturdays I heard it was just <laughs> insanity. So I didn't even want to go. I didn't want to take the kids. We stayed in the hotel. He went at like six in the morning, stood in line for hours, and he was just texting me. I got an exclusive toy. I got this. I got that. Those toys are sitting up there. What is he doing with them? He says they're acu- accumulating value or accruing yes. value. You've or- seen Ethan's room. Oh, it yeah, is. A, it there's is. a lot of value in that room. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? You remember? Uh, uh, was it Home Alone Lost in New York? That big toy store uh, where he went and got the two turtle doves. No, and yes. Okay. Well, anyway, how that that was, the toy store was decorated. That's what Ethan's that's room what was like. Just like it's all like these a shrine, like, of, yeah, all shrine these. of toys. Yeah. And the kid doesn't touch them. He knows not to touch them. And he kept. It's like you bought another. It's for Ethan. Yes, it's for Ethan. Right. It really is. Yeah, I believed him the first few times to he told them. me. Right. I, I believed him when Ethan was still doing tummy time, which means, you know, he couldn't even walk. I was like, oh, okay, they're for Ethan. Yeah, and it all started with Captain America. <laughs> yeah, I never I never understood it, never got the appeal. I don't but, understand it either. Yeah. I was wondering, because um, I, don't, I don't really know much about your guys' history. Like, how is it that, you know, you got married when you were older, but you dated for five years? Was there like a thought process behind that or, no, it's or like just a cultural trying thing? to figure out that I was the one for him probably. Oh, really? <laughs> um, we met my last year of college. So it was... Oh, really? Yeah. We met two days after my birthday, so which was like a month before I was graduating. Yeah. Um, I was in a sorority. Uh-huh. He was in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. And um, we wanted to... Our social directors, is that what they were called? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, what is it called? Social, social chair. Social, social chair. chairs. Um, wanted to have a... Social or exchange. Social. It was an exchange or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember anymore. Um, for like a few years. And then it just was never, you know, we could never do it. And so finally, a month before most of us were graduating, they decided to, what the heck, let's do it. Mm. During a time where most of our girls, and this was a really small sorority. We had like 10 members. Mm. 10 sisters and they had like 30 guys yes. <laughs> so here we are and most of them had midterms it was midterm week so there's like five of us to their 15 and i remember i was sitting talking to one of his brothers when the doorbell rang and i was like oh my god there's more of you and so i guess somebody let him in and out of the corner of my eye while i'm still talking to his fr- uh, fraternity brother i see him and i don't pay attention to him <laughs> it's like whatever it's just another guy and then I meet him in the, in the hallway and somebody introduces him to me and he's like, hi, my name is Anthony. And I've had a few beers by this time. So I was like, Anthony, I love your name. Uh. As high pitched as that. <laughs> and I guess he fell for me right then and there. And if you ask him what it was, it was my toes. He loved <laughs> my toes. 
I never knew that about Terry. <laughs> and he was so sweet. It's, I know it's hard to imagine Anthony being sweet, but he was so sweet. He just yeah. followed me around like a lost puppy that day. Aww. And it was so endearing. It really was. And then what is that um, spring fest uh, that we have? Spring Splash. Yes. So Spring Splash came along and we were selling lemonade and they were selling something else. And again, he was like next to me all the time. So I knew this guy was interested and it was sweet you know because mostly most of the time guys don't pay that much attention to a girl that they're interested in i don't even know if guys are interested in a girl when they're in college and in a fraternity so but i had no interest i was about to graduate i was about to move back home Mm -hmm. i'm older than he is by how much two and a half years that's that's marginal i don't know why my voice just cracked but that's marginal (laughs) yeah but i mean it was weird you know here i was over, I mean, how old was I? I mean, that's, I that's, even, that's, that's, that's major. When you're 22, he must have been 20 then, right? And so yes. It's just like, I mean, oh, you guys were we that would, young we when you would go somewhere and he would oh, get the college. big X's oh, right. on his arm, on his hands. <laughs> that he nice. Because he couldn't drink like, the club. Baby, I got you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then we dated five years, just back and forth to Riverside and he would come here. Um, and then finally, I was, again, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for this guy to realize that. Yeah. But again, I couldn't push him. But what, like, so, what was your thought process in that? Like, why, why didn't you just feel like he's he's never gonna come around? What made you stick around? Quite honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I must have seen something in this guy, like, because we went through a lot. I think we went through a lot, and he had no job, and so I felt like I was supporting him in a way. As the girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, he had no job, so anytime we'd go out, you know, I, I would pay mm-hmm. or. Um, I would buy groceries. I would help him in any way I could. And knowing that it was going to pay off at the end. Yeah. Because he's an engineer, so he's going to make money. Right? <laughs> I believed in the guy. I believed in the guy. Um, I loved him when he had no money. So right? <laughs> there was something about him, I have to say. There was something about him. He was so genuine and he was so sweet. He was such a nice guy. And he was so romantic. I think really? like all the romantic gestures that he did that I didn't know what guys were capable of. But Aww. all of that is gone now. <laughs> I think life just <laughs> put an end to that. Just punches you in the face. Yeah. I mean, he said it himself. He he had to grow out of it. I know. I know. I hate to just like make. Yeah, anyway, okay. So I know for me, it was heartbreak that that changed my perspective or changed how much I put myself out there. But if it was you guys that were endearing the entire relationship, I mean, it could have just been circumstantial. I don't, I don't know. I, I, Would I have stayed with him being in my 30s? Oh, yeah. No. Really? I think being in my 20s, I forgave him a lot more. Mm. And I was open to what was going on than I would have in my 30s. I think I came into my 30s. And I knew myself better and I had more confidence. Yeah. So I would not have put up with any of that. Wow. Mm. But okay, so going back to timeline. So you you had you married at 29? Married at 29. Married 29 yeah. So he literally walked to the threshold of being dumped. And uh then he finally you guys finally got married. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's insane. And so what are the 30s for you now? Or like living in your 30s, what are some of the things that, especially being a mother and everything, because I'm sure you still have girlfriends that you talk to that you said don't have kids or anything like that. For me, it's a little hard to separate being in my 30s with being a mother because I felt like they kind of coincided. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know what led to what confidence. You know, I just, I stopped caring about what people think. Whereas before it was more of, trying to impress others and how I looked and how I thought and what others thought of me. Now it's, I'm comfortable with who I am. Mm. Um, it's, and it's more of, I think, to self-reflection, trying to improve myself. Not, again, not just for myself, but for my kids and the way I have to raise them. Um, what else? I mean, That's, you go through, yeah, you go through so much yeah. once you turn 30. Yeah. I think... Being in my 20s, it was all fun games mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, yes, I knew I had to get a job, but I knew it wasn't that serious. I still had time. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's, you know, I have to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's 
yeah, I can't get any older without trying to figure out what I'm doing. Mm. Sometimes I still feel like a kid. Sometimes I feel like I'm still playing house. Is that a good feeling or is that a scary feeling? It's a scary feeling because I feel like I should have my shit together. <laughs> I'm turning 35. <laughs> I mean, I should have my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure yeah. that to some people you do, though. I mean, you guys own your own home and you're stable and everything. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know about you guys, but we were always told, you know, get out of college. You're going to find a good job. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All day. You're going to make money. You know, it, it, it took it. me <laughs> 10 years to be where I am and to make, yes. yeah, to make an income that I'm I thought I was making at, out of college. Like, yeah, right. right? <laughs> yeah. So I feel like we were just all lied to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, and I work, I have coworkers who are in their mid-20s and I'm like, wow, you guys are really like, at your age, I was making nothing. Yeah. And here they are, they've got their shit together. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's what I'm comparing myself to. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, they might have their shit together. But when you bought this house, your house is now worth like probably $200,000 more than what you bought it for. So they're making the, the same amount. You know, like it's, yeah. it, it all adjusts. But like my student workers are making I think like 11 or $13 an hour. I was working at the rec center making six seventy five. Wow. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but um, I wanted to tap into what you said about your 30s. And, and your identity is kind of synonymous with being a mother. Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like? Because I've I've heard some some people say that they don't know married life apart from being a mother. So did you feel like you had like a chance to feel like feel feel what it's like to be married, be no. a wife? Like it was just all wrapped up. Like it all yes. just happened real quick. I mean, we were married eight months, I think. No, a little bit more when I got pregnant. Mm. And so Anthony was going through his own stuff. And here I was pregnant and we weren't really, and we had just bought a house. We put ourselves in this financial debt. Yeah. And there was so many changes going on where we didn't really full. And yes, we'd been dating for six years before we got married, but it's not the same, you know, traveling back and forth and not having your own place and not being together all the time. So we didn't get to enjoy marriage. I think we just kind of fell into it. Um, were you guys into into being parents? I was gonna say, were you, mm. did you have the house before you got married, or was it after? After, so I moved into Anthony's. What was it like a five hundred square foot apartment? I mean, it was tiny. And then we decided we would do that to save money for a down payment on a house. Okay. Um, we found this house. He didn't really like it. He had his heart set on another house that they were just asking for too much, and we decided not to go through with sure. it. Sure. I looked at this house as an investment. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at it as, a, as my forever home. Okay. Like, we'll move in here, spend about five years, have a kid, move out. Okay. You know, we moved in a month, a couple of weeks later, I find out I'm pregnant. Well, here's the first kid. Right. <laughs> we're still under five years, though. Two, right. two and a half yeah. years later, here's the second kid. Yeah, we, we were hitting the five-year mark now in, yeah. in May. Yeah, so we moved into Anthony's apartment, bought this house. Oh, God, we had such terrible time with our uh loan process finally got the house in may we put an offer down in march finally got the house in may wow uh, moved in with my parents for about two months oh wow, while we renovated yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then moved here and the first thing we did was we went to vegas and anthony <laughs> kept getting me drunk and i didn't know i was pregnant at the time so he's just like here have another shot have another beer here dang wait so yeah, okay okay like, okay well, how, when did you what did you find out like was it so obviously you didn't, you didn't get pregnant in Vegas. You were already pregnant. Did you know? Yes, you, no. I, you could have known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a cousin go on a booze cruise and then came back and found out she was pregnant. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I told my, I was like, doctor, I had a lot of alcohol and sushi. I was in Vegas. He's like, sushi? Because okay. oh. <laughs> you can't have sushi when you're pregnant. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least they tell you you can't. Okay. Yeah. And deli meats. I know that one. Quite deli meat and soft yeah. cheese and what? eggs. That sucks. Yeah, there's a whole long list of things you can't have or do. Oh. Okay, so anyway, you you found out, uh, and it was just it just completely caught you off guard. Yeah, I mean, I was not ready. Mm. I took the I took a pregnancy test, um, and I took another one because <laughs> you know you have to be sure. You never know with the first one. Sure. And I remember walking up to Anthony, handing him, and you know most women are so excited to be pregnant. They just plan something cute to reveal it to their husband. Yeah. Walked up to him. I was like, here. And he you did this. <laughs> he looks at it and he's like, oh, fuck. I was like, yeah. 
It's like, what are we going to do? So we were married. And then he quit his job. Yeah, he quit. no, he quit his job after the kid came along. Um, at least he had the decency to wait that long. No, um, but we fell into it. And I, I don't regret it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wish. Would it have been nice to have more time together? I think so to work on our marriage. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. I think there were some things that we did need to work on, um, but it happened the way it happened, and we we're trying to adjust to it still. Hmm. So what about what about um, bagel? Like, was that? planned or was that also just kind of like oh well there it is um we knew we wanted a second we definitely didn't Uh, want one kid so we weren't trying but we weren't not trying okay and so when she happened i mean again it wasn't planned when she happened we were we were happy it happened okay and now he's after the third is he really oh because he got a new job he always feels like he needs a new baby after a new job he really (laughs) wants three kids why? It's like, you got to save one for the next wife. How many? Wow. <laughs> you know what he tells me? He's like, the next one's the trophy wife. <laughs> wow. He's such an asshole. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is what I put up with. <laughs> Along with me. <laughs> I guess I'm not the trophy. <laughs> I guess not. I would have thought of you as the trophy wife. I don't know. <laughs> um, I know he only has one sibling, right? One sister? Yes. What about you? I have two brothers, an older and younger brother. Okay, so the three mm. is just where, where does that even come from for him? I don't know for him where it comes from. Are you are you down with three ears? Just like if you have one, might as well. Might as well there's have days or? where I'm like, oh yeah, and then there's days where I'm no. Yeah. For my mental well being. Right. I don't think it's such a good idea. Mm. I, I'm not one of those women who can do it. I can't. I think it would be fantastic because the love I see amongst those two is. So heartwarming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. Their their bond, their interaction, and they're just so adorable. But I can't do it. Yeah, I it's mean, a lot. Pregnancy, right? Delivery. Yeah. Waking up at nights because his ass is gonna be sleeping. Like, I mean, the kids can cry and scream, and <sighs> this guy just sleeps through it all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, nothing to him. So does culture play any, uh, like a role in, you know, the way that you guys interact with each other in marriage or raising kids or anything? Because I know you guys have different cultures, right? We do. Um, I wish he would have brought more of his culture into raising our children. Arguably, I, he does, right? They're American. <laughs> yes, he definitely sees himself as American, where I had a very hard time, I think, in the very beginning, seeing myself as American. Mm-hmm. I always identified as Armenian. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until maybe... After college, I started to see myself as American. Um, our, my kids are will be, Ethan now is in an Armenian preschool. Um, oh, really? Our daughter will be going to Armenian preschool. After that, they'll be going to an independent school. But what's what's different about that kind of a, mm-hmm. a program? Is it that they speak to them in a different language? Uh, yes, they speak to them in Armenian. Okay, strictly Armenian. Uh-huh. And my children don't speak Armenian. They understand, but they don't speak. So. For the first the first year my kid was there, the teacher said that he did not talk to them at all. <laughs> I mean, he just did not say anything. But he would understand the directions they were giving him. And she's like, does he speak at home? I said, yes. I mean, he's using all these new words that I thought he was learning at school. You're telling me he doesn't talk? And it really upset me. It bothered me that my kid is doesn't feel like he can communicate with his teachers. Hmm. He was happy, but I just, I was sad for him. Yeah. Um... So that he gets that culture there, and my parents are the ones who watched him before he went to school, and they watch him after school now. Okay. So I think he gets more of my culture um, mm. than he does Anthony's. Mm. Is that is it just Anthony that's that way, or is like kind of his whole family kind of more like we're American? That's it. We're, that's where it stops. I think it's more because you know his parents are separate or divorced. Right. Right. Um, I think his dad is more inclined to the culture than his mom is. So mm-hmm. when we go, we stay with his mom. And she speaks to the kids in Arabic every now and then. Sure. Um, but I don't see much of the Arabic culture interacting with his family. There's no The traditions aren't there. The celebrations aren't there. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's kind of like my family. I don't, we, we don't have any real uh, Mexican traditions happening. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't really... We don't really have like traditions, traditions, but I mean, there's the food, yeah, and the music and stuff See, like that. See, we don't get the food either with Anthony's parents. And it's like, what do you mean you don't have beans and rice with your hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah. And does that so? 
did your parents like play a role in you wanting to get married? Yes, my or? mom has been trying to get me married since I was like 16. Oh, Ooh, really? wait, are you the oldest? No, I'm the middle child. The middle. And you're the only girl. I'm the only girl. Only so girl. she was trying to marry you well, all. Well, our culture, the girls get married very young. Mm. And so, okay, 16 is maybe a little early. Probably like 17. I remember I used to work, we worked at the movie theater. And my mom comes, pick me, picks me up. I'm in my uniform. And she brings me a change of clothes. She's like, here you go. Can you wear these, please? Why, mom? Oh, we're going somewhere. Where are we going, mom? To your uncle's house. Why do you want me to change? Somebody's going to be there. <laughs> She's like modeling me off in front of a guy. So it, do, do, does your culture do like arranged marriages? Or is it just my mom? mom's? My mom's wasn't arranged, but she had never met my dad before they got engaged. Wow. Oh. So they came and um, my dad had heard that there was a girl a young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he went to the neighbor's house and they found a reason to bring my mom in. And so she went to her friend's house and my dad was there, saw her. Didn't talk to her or nothing, just saw her. And he decided, okay, I'll marry her. That was it, huh? That was it. Love at first sight? Yeah. Well, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Came over to my you know, mom's house. My mom wasn't allowed to be in the room. They decided it was agreed upon. Wow. And that was that. My mom was engaged. Wow. And wow. so she had no say? She had no say. And so when my, you know, they told her that she's going to be marrying this guy, she said no. And they asked her why. And my mom's like, well, what was I supposed to say? I haven't talked to the guy. I don't know anything about the guy. The only thing I know is his appearance. And he has he has a prominent nose. And so <laughs> she's like, I don't like his nose. And she got slapped in the face. Wow. So they're like, this is the man you're going to marry. And this is the man she married. So, and she was like, "I won't do that to you, but, but I she'll parade me around yeah. in front of me." <laughs> you can say no, yes, but we're gonna do. I this. mean, he was <laughs> the only guy who came <laughs> to, to see me. I felt like you know, bag of goods being checked out. <laughs> I was like, "Well, if he's gonna like me, he's gonna like me in these clothes. I'm not changing." <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. I mean, um, so how how long did that go on before? Oh, my God. My mom was always trying to introduce me to somebody. I mean, it was ridiculous. That went on for a while. I mean, I have to, as embarrassing as, like, she even did it when we were dating, when I was dating Anthony. I was going to ask. Did did it, like, stop as soon as he came? And I told her she was being disrespectful. But she was like, your dad's not going to accept it. You know, it's not. And there lies the. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty. Mm -hmm. And then I think a year into it. Maybe she just quit because she's like, it's not going to happen. Mm. She knew my mind was set up, uh, set on Anthony. Sure. Mm. That's nuts. That's interesting. I never knew that. I didn't either. Yeah. Did Anthony know that? I don't think so. <laughs> don't worry. I edit the episode, so. <laughs> he might not. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Okay, but I never took a mop on the offer, right? That has to right. say something about me. Yeah. 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 I mean, but was it literally just like you kind of like walked by, you didn't get to talk to them? That- no. In this day and age, we get to talk to them. Okay. Uh. Yeah. How does it like like what, you have like a set set of questions or is it just like no, this, it's just hey, conversation? I mean, we it's a family interaction. So one time the guy came over to my house with his mom and dad, and you know, I mean, in some cultures that's already an engagement right there, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and so it's not even of me liking him; it was him liking me, mm. and then my phone number being passed to him, and him calling me and. Or like the first time when I went to my uncle's house, the mom calls, well, our son likes your daughter and he would like to talk, take your daughter out. I was like, nope, thank you. And that was the end of that. Thankfully, my mom, like she never pushed it. She <laughs> would make me meet them, but she would never push it. Mm. So. Was it the fact that they, they had all the power that you were just not interested in entertaining it or was it? I had the power though. Because I could say no. Okay. Yeah. But I meant and the whole, said no. the process. Uh, oh, the process I felt... I felt so helpless, like yeah, yeah, out of control. But I mean, in a, in a certain word, it's like you're, you're a commodity, right? Yeah, Rather than yeah. like a person. Property. No, no. But like just that being kind of degraded in, in your human experience, basically in that process. Um, I don't know. I I would go as far as saying degraded. I knew as a part of my culture. Okay. Uh, it's happened to you know to friends, it's happened yeah. to relatives. It's just. 
and and I know very many successful relationships out yeah. of it. So I wasn't the first. I'm not the last. I just didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah, but and, you arguably grew up in a bicultural experience with the American influence yes. mm-hmm. and how things happen here. Yes, uh, and going it, off to college and seeing dating and how that's like. Right. Oh, so you didn't know what dating was? No, I never really dated. Mm. Anthony's my first real experience with a, in a relationship. Whoa. My first dating experience really was... Not very good. So that makes sense why you were a lot more patient, as you said. Like, if you did it in your 30s, it would be a lot different. Yeah. I guess so. I didn't know how, I guess, a relationship should be. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it was much better than my first relationship. You know, the guy cheated on me. And Mm. so, and he was so different than Anthony. And when Anthony came along, I really liked it. Yeah. And so I stuck with it. But again, I think being insecure in your 20s, um, putting up with things that you right now would be like fuck off like yeah. i'm not i'm not hand- dealing with that right now yeah um i don't have time for that i don't want to get into that whereas in your 20s you're like oh sure well, let's go with it let's see mm. what happens yeah has has having kids given you that confidence to kind of just turn things yes, away because you think have so because i just i don't have time for things you yeah. know like i don't have time for bullshit right so let's just get to the point let's do this there's no, there's no patience left. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you use it all on your kids. Yes. <laughs> That's interesting. So Anthony always, not always, but he started doing this whole little like call to action and I don't, I'm not going to do it because I'm not good at that stuff. But uh, I'm glad we finally got you on. I'm glad, I'm glad we got to talk. I'm, I'm glad John got to watch us for most of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As usual. <laughs> but he got to watch with the mic. And, uh, yeah, so any uh, any advice for us from what you've heard on the show or from... Uh, or the listeners, anyone in their for listener, Even just like, you know, for, for me, constructive criticism. About the My show. husband doesn't hate me, I promise you. Because <laughs> I swear sometimes when I hear him talk, I'm just like, these people are going to think he hates me or I'm like such a bad <laughs> wife. I am not a very bad wife. You know, I'm, I don't nag. I was. You're incredibly patient when I'm around. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Really? And, and I feel I, like I'm so sometimes just when you guys are here, I was like, oh, they probably think I'm such a bitchy wife right now. No. Like, no. I, I mean, don't give my husband ultimatums. No. You know, I, I let him do what he wants. He wants to go out with the boys. He goes out with the boys. He goes to yoga. My husband exercises more than I do. You know, the guy yeah. goes to yoga. Mm-hmm. I don't even go to yoga. Yeah, no, we saw your yoga mat up there in the corner in the rafters. No, I'm pretty, I sure, been I'm used pretty sure that's his. <laughs> he did use it. <laughs> he don't like it. <laughs> but no, I mean, when we're, we get here at, at, well, now the new schedule is when we come in at 9 a.m. and we try to wrap by 5 o'clock. Uh, and, you know, midday, throughout the day, you just hear the kids screaming. and I, I, You I don't just, hear me screaming? No, no. You, I, 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 screaming. I, you hear the kids screaming. <laughs> and, that's, and that's when I start to feel bad, like... Yo, bro, you should you should be in there right now. <laughs> you need to go help out. But uh, we progress mm-hmm. and uh, we just keep, <laughs> keep going. And I'm just like, send my regards to Anna. I, uh, I apologize for being here. <laughs> and we did one time where we did two days in a row. Oh. Yeah. We did. How Saturday many hours was Sunday. that? Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, that was the weekend I was supposed to be in Vegas, but yeah. it didn't work out. Yeah. And this guy was like, oh, I'm going to get somebody to watch the kids for two days. Who's going to watch your kids for two days for free? He would have had to pay. He would have paid. He would have paid. Yeah. Yeah. What was the app? Fiverr? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> My poor kid. <laughs> you know, Craigslist. Right. See, that's Anthony overextending himself, yeah. not thinking ahead. He leaves these things and to I, me. He I, I told to him, me. I was like, are you sure? Are you Two days, are you sure? He's like, book it. And I was like, okay, I can book. I can, I can get us 10 guests. And but. he gets mad at me because he's like, why are you always worrying about the small things? It's like, because somebody has to worry about the small things. Clearly you aren't. <laughs> you know? Like, don't worry. Don't worry. That's his, that's his number one answer when I ask him. Don't, don't worry. worry. <laughs> Does he say that to you too? No, he always he questions me on everything I do. Why? Why? And like in my head, it's just like, I don't want to like sit down and explain why I understand how this is going to play out in this field in entertainment and how this will work. I just need you to understand that this is not a good idea. I think it comes from being a father. I guess. Because with Ethan, it's not enough. Why? Because, no, because it's a word. It's not an explanation. And so he knows. So now when he asks me a question and I say, because, he's like, no, mama, that's a word. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nothing. So he knows he needs an explanation. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. All right. I'll, I'll try to be more patient with him in those regards. Because I get frustrated and, and I just, I was like, I cannot, I cannot effectively communicate with you via text without getting frustrated. Because I don't, I don't text as fast as I think. And it's harder to explain. Well, even in person, talking to Anthony is very frustrating. I find it easier to talk to him than it is to text with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, t- talking is easier than just in general. True. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's my thing. So overall, nobody thinks Anthony hates you. If anything, okay. he thinks that you, you know, you're the most patient and the only reason Does why he, he can do that? it. On a couple episodes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. The ones that you must not have listened to. Yeah. (laughs) Man, there was one I was listening to at work. I listened to you guys at work. Um, And I just got so angry. (laughs) My coworker was just like, what's going on? My husband just made a lie on, you know, to his listeners. And I can't remember what it was, but I was so upset by it. Oh, man. This is what happens. It's like, I feel like it's so one-sided. He gets to say what he wants, and then I'm not here to... But that was the point of you coming on today. Yeah. Yeah. He was giving a little context and history and, you know... If anything, you made him seem more human. <laughs> he has those moments. And now we he know does. he likes toes. He does. <laughs> Thank he you for that. Toes. I'm totally going to use that. <laughs> Just my toes. Oh. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry about the times that he's made you mad. I apologize. Oh, why are you apologizing? <laughs> because I didn't edit it out. That's it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well. I'm, I'm basically his censor on the show. But is he expecting you to? Sometimes I let things slip and he'll tell me, hey, you need to take that out. <laughs> oh. Well, I've told him he needs to watch his mouth. As far as like cussing goes or just like what he said? I feel like he's overly sexual. There's is always he? some like... I mean, he's something. like that just in general, but well, I don't know Well, he says it's because I'm his wife. And I was like, well, you're not really catering to the female listener either. Mm. So that bo- really bothers me. I feel like every other word or something is balls... Thing. What? Something. No. Not to listen. Maybe I'll have to pick, up, pick yeah. up on it. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it's because he's I, saying it in an actual genuine sentence, maybe. and he's used it as innuendo for you in other times, and maybe that's why it's triggering. No, with me, he's not like that. Huh? That makes yeah. sense. Only around men, obviously. Yeah, mm. I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. Dang, I feel bad. Yeah, that's what I would like for you guys to. I think that's what I would like uh, would like to hear from you guys from a man's perspective on feminism. Interesting. That's what I haven't heard yet. Especially him being a father to a daughter. Yeah. Because he'll just you know he'll use the words like that chick. Oh, that female announcer is terrible. And I tell him as like you need to watch your language, especially around our daughter. As well, even our son. Yeah. Because you don't want him to start disrespecting women exactly. that way. And so uh, I would like to hear more about that. Okay. All right. Noted. Duly noted. Good. And uh, do you want to put your socials out there for people to follow you or you want to stay anonymous? Nope. I am anonymous. <laughs> uh, this was, this, that's why this was so hard for me to do. I'm, I, I, I'm a private person. I mean, you see, I don't put my kids up on social media. No. If I do, you'll never see their face. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Mm. No, but right. yeah, it's I don't share sense. too much on social media. I go on vacation. You won't see my pictures posted. Yeah. Maybe afterwards, one or two, but... Yeah, it's just like, yeah. dang, she's still on vacation. Yeah. It's only because I know you went. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can find me nowhere. <laughs> you can find her at Trig Says No. <laughs> you can. Give me a shout out. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoyed and continue to share it with friends. Make sure to stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. And if you really like what you hear, make sure to leave us an awesome five-star review. For Talk 30 to Me, I'm Turk. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. <laughs>
that say things like, does he not, uh, is he just not in touch with, you know, whatever, or does he just not hear himself, or... gestures that definitely you would be surprised i probably won't say them because i don't want to embarrass him either but well i mean you can tell it's just us now <laughs> yeah. we just stopped recording um, oh, be <laughs> <laughs> no but i think he's become more of an asshole he has his you know he has his he's like a- you're human inside <laughs> but i know what my husband is i know what my husband I don't. I make no excuses. My husband is an asshole. Yes. Yeah. He's gonna be the old man on the on the porch, screaming at kids about being on his lawn. Well, yeah, probably with the hose on. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. With his wrinkly tattoo. Polar <laughs> <laughs> is like, think about the future. That tattoo is not always gonna be so nice. Nothing, it's the leaves. Oh, it's the leaves? Yeah. I, looked, I thought you were playing under the table. Like, what are you doing? Well, what would I be playing with, leaves? <laughs> like a candy wrapper or something. <laughs> Stop <laughs> eating mints. It's a nervous. It. <laughs> okay, so you, you said, um, yes, uh, he struggles with it. You said like a bag of meat or something like that earlier. Yeah, bag of, bag of goods. Bag of goods. What meat? Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's another there's another phrase for it, uh, and it's not marginalized. And if you want Sankeys to speak, hit that donate button.